You're listening to Gippsland Perspective with David Braithwaite on 103.9 Life FM. Reading text messages, filling in forms and logging onto websites are everyday activities we take for granted. But imagine if you did not know how to read or write. How and where would you start? The Reading Writing Hotline has helped thousands of people with reading and writing difficulties to make dramatic improvements in their lives. Callers to the free helpline can get assistance and discuss individual issues in complete confidence and without fear of humiliation or embarrassment. Joining me is the manager of the Reading Writing Hotline, Vanessa Isles. Vanessa Isles, welcome to Life FM Gippsland. Thank you very much, David. The Reading Writing Hotline, why was it set up? Well, it was set up about 30 years ago. We're 30 years old next year. And the reason it was set up was because there was a television program on the ABC, on ABC TV, on adult literacy, and people could watch the program, learn about how to improve their skills, and they had a workbook they could fill in. And when they got stuck with the workbook, they could ring the hotline, and we were a group of teachers on the phones um, able to help people with going through the workbook. And then at the end of the course, people often thought, okay, I've increased my skills. Now I feel confident to go into a classroom where do I go? Where's a classroom? So we also had that other service where we have a database of all of the classes around the country. So anywhere in the country, people could call us and we'd help them out with talking through where the classes are. And nowadays, it's really just that latter part. So it's helping people access classes uh, in literacy and numeracy. People over those 30 years, it's a it's a fairly well-known jingle across TV and radio. It's a pretty easy number to remember, isn't it, because it's been played for so long? That's exactly right. We have people that call us and they say, I've been wanting to call you guys for 15 years. I've had that number in my head and I haven't found the time or, I've, you know, it's just it's not been urgent enough, but now I really need to. And they remember the number. It's incredible. It's been, I think, the most successful campaign. Um, we don't want to change the ad. We love it. People love it. And, uh, and it works. People don't need to write the number down. They can remember the jingle and um, it's it's there in their head when they want to call it. So was literacy a big problem for, for adults in Australia still? Look, I think it's becoming an increasingly big problem and not because people's literacy skills are being reduced. It's because the requirements out there are increasing. So we need to be able to read and write and use computers more in every aspect of our lives. And maybe perhaps 10 years ago, we could get away with doing a job, perhaps a manual job where we didn't need to use reading and writing. And now just to even get that job, you've got so many literacy hurdles just to actually apply for the job. And then when you get the job, if you get the job, you've got all the safety aspects, you know, all this online safety moodles that you need to complete. And in jobs, people need to do a lot more reading and writing than they ever used to. Uh, And then they go home and they have all their home admin, their emails to do. So it's really becoming a huge uh, issue for, for many Australians that used to cope that are finding it much more difficult now. What sort of people are ringing up? Is it from a particular background or particular areas even? Well, I think a lot of your listeners would be surprised to learn that the majority of callers, over 70% of calls that we receive are from people who went to school in Australia. So it's not a it's not a language issue and there are lots of language classes out there for people who'd like to improve their English. This is for people who can speak English very well, but they need help with their reading and writing. So they may not have got the skills when they were at school or the literacy requirements in their job are increasing past that and they need to improve it. So the majority of people are 
uh, from an English-speaking background, uh, we get a slightly higher percentage um, of men than women, but roughly 50%. And about half the people that call us are already in a job and the other half are not currently in a job. So they're either looking for work or they're not quite ready to be looking for work yet. So how is it possible that people who, when they leave school and they still have those their issues with literacy, you'd imagine that's one of the basic elements of school school learning. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think people can leave, certainly can even leave year 12 without the literacy uh, skills that they need in order to get a job um, or to function in society. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, I'm very quick not to blame school teachers because I think um, you know, certainly teachers have been calling for reduced class sizes and they want to be able to give kids that need it more attention. Uh, I think what happens is there there is often people have disrupted schooling, so their families might move around. Um, they may have been bullied at school and when people are bullied, it really affects their ability to uh, remember and to learn and that can be you know any kind of trauma experienced during um, their childhood can really affect kids ability to learn so they may leave school and think beauty I don't have to read and write anymore they get a job and then they fall out of that job and they can't get back in again so it, it may take you know five years after school finishes before people really come back and think, well, now it's time to to, to fill those gaps. So people have literacy gaps in all sorts of areas um, and it's just people finding the time and the place and the confidence to join a classroom and, and to improve those. Is there still a stigma around this issue or, or is it improving? I think there's absolutely a stigma and I think you know, people, when they struggle with their reading and writing, they already feel deeply ashamed and embarrassed. You know, we're not we're not embarrassed to say, I can't ride a bike or I can't do maths or, you know, my, my general, my geography is really rubbish. But when it comes to reading and writing, it's such a personal, um, uh, people have such a personal response to it. And they feel like they're the only ones in the world that can't read and write and it's their fault. And because of those two things, it creates an enormous amount of shame. And so people don't like to tell people. Um, they try and cope as best they can. And I think that's really, really difficult. And then we hear a lot from industry about, you know, it's it's people's, you know, our productivity is affected because people can't read and write. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, there's a lot of very, very productive workers out there who struggle with their literacy. I think it's up to employers sometimes to look at their processes and their literacy requirements and think, well, if the job doesn't require that much reading and writing, why have you built all this reading and writing into the job? Does that stigma prevent people from ringing up the reading writing hotline? It does. People often will not tell their family. They may not tell their kids. They may not tell their partner. They certainly won't want to tell their boss. Uh, and they don't tell their friends. And they have incredible ability to compensate for their lack of reading and writing, using their memory, using visual cues, really inventive, creative ways to cope. Uh, but there comes a time for everybody where you can only cope for so long. You can only, um, you know, they take work home with them. Um, they get, they may get help from their partner to help with that. Um, their partner may um, no longer be around and then they feel like suddenly they've been very exposed. Um, they may have great co-workers that help them and those co-workers leave 
or we have a COVID lockdown and suddenly they're at home without their co-workers around. So I think that's really that's really tricky. And so we try and encourage people as much as possible uh, to let them know that there is help out there, that the first call to the hotline will be encouraging and will provide some reassurance that they're not alone and that there's never it's never too late to learn. You can start learning. We have people calling us who are in their 80s who just feel like now's the right time. They want to be able to do things for themselves and they can always improve their reading and writing skills. And it's not just workplace issues. Everyday things like reading medicine or even uh, reading signs, walking down the street, Literacy is a major thing, isn't it? It is, and it impacts what people do. So um, we, we've we had a lot, been doing a lot of work with someone uh, called Graham who was on a program on SBS TV called Lost for Words and it, it focuses on adults who are in a classroom. And Graham has given really good insights about what it's like to struggle with your reading and writing. It, it impacted his ability to do so many things. He's done his job really well for 30 years and he's still there working at the hospital and doing that. Uh, but in other aspects of his life, he wouldn't travel, for example, because he couldn't read the street signs. He couldn't read the the, air, the um, signs at the airport, couldn't read the train signs. And by improving his reading and writing, it actually really expanded his world to the point where he can comfortably come to Sydney. He lives in a regional area. He can come to Sydney, get a plane, um, you know, feel like he's not going to get caught out. He goes to the doctor's more because he's able to fill in the form at the doctor's. That's often a real sticking point for people. They don't want to stand in the waiting room and have to fill in a form in front of other people so they don't go. Um, he's also gone for a promotion at work because he's been doing that job for so long. He really knows the ins and outs of it and literacy was holding him back. So suddenly he's had this explosion in his life of the ability to travel, to get a promotion. Um, you know, he's able to, um, you know, read the things around him and that encourages him then to read more things around him. I guess the message is it's never too late and, and it's also there's no shame in actually coming forward and seeking that help. Absolutely not. There are so many people out there. We get calls from thousands and thousands of Australians every year. Every person's got their own unique story. Uh, there's absolutely no shame in wanting to double back and pick up the skills you don't have. And it's, it is never too late to learn. And we encourage people to give us a call from wherever they are in Australia at any time, and we'll be there to help them. And it's also worth reminding people that the phone number is one three double oh six triple five oh six. Vanessa Rolls, the manager of the Reading Writing Hotline. Thanks again for your time on Life of M Gippsland. My pleasure. Thanks for your support. That's Vanessa Isles, manager of the Reading Writing Hotline. It's also worth noting that the Reading Writing Hotline is a free and anonymous service and is also available to anyone who recognizes that a friend, family member, co-worker, or employee may be struggling with their literacy. That number again is one three double oh six triple five oh six. Six triple five oh six. This is one oh three nine Life FM Gippsland.